Is there such thing as an appropriate loss? Like, if NC State were going to lose, that feels like the way it should have happened. The problem that haunted that team, the problem that haunted NC State all year, never more apparent than it was last night in Tallahassee. Right? It's it's certain things. You go through a season every week. You're trying to fix it. You're trying new solutions. You're trying, uh, you know, you're having the meetings at the whiteboard with the entire staff saying, all right, who's got an idea? And and then suddenly there's three games left, and it's 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 never been solved. How long have I been talking about NC State's rotation? All season? All season. Actually, before the season? That's actually true. Uh, we, we've been talking about it because it's inconsistent. And it's difficult for any college basketball player to, or actually, heck, any athlete to be successful when day in and day out you don't know what you're going to be asked to do. Right? If, if you're the guy that, that you know, brings the ball up the court, or if you're the, I mean, that's the most basic of them, but if, it's, hey, you're one of the shooters. Right, if the other team packs it in, they try to protect the paint, we're coming to you to shoot the three. You're one of our shooters. Right? When we have low time on the shot clock and we have a sideline inbounds, we're running a play to get you a shot. You're one of the shooters. Then guess what? You come into a game ready to flamethrow, right? You come into a game ready to launch. But what if it's like one out of every eight games you're going to be one of the shooters? Two out of those eight games, you're going to be on the bench for most of the game. Three out of those eight games, we're going to ask you to be a defensive stopper that doesn't see the ball on offense. There'll be one random game where you're going to be playing with three centers on the court. There'll be another random game where it's going to be five guards. Good luck catching a rhythm. And you may be listening saying, wait a second, that's no, no team has ever done that. That's definitely not what NC State has done. It's not wholly inaccurate. Mo Diara played great last night. I've been a big fan of Mo Diara all season. Modiara had the second most minutes last night. If that, I mean, where where did that even come from? 34 minutes last night for a big portion of the season, that would have been three games worth of minutes for Modiara. Jaden Taylor was the best scorer on the court for NC State last night. He scored 24 points. He played just 23 minutes. Right, the, the benefit of having this this very fluid minutes kind of rotation, right, uh, where DJ Burns one night can have 27 minutes, the next he could have 22, last night he had 12, lowest of the season. Michael O'Connell can go a stretch where he plays 33-plus for his six games straight. Then he can have below 20 like he had last, last night. Mo Diara can have games where he has 10. Last night he has 34 minutes. The benefit of playing like that, and I don't think there are many, right, because it's it's messing with everyone's rhythm and rotation, but the benefit of that is when somebody's hot, you leave them in the game. By that hot hand. Jaden Taylor was hot. He had 24 points in 23 minutes. If someone is averaging more than a point per minute, you better play him 35. DJ Burns played just 12 minutes last night, didn't score at all. Now, at times I've advocated for DJ Burns to be less in the rotation because of his defense, but it's it's not fair really to anybody to suddenly go 12 minutes. 
That's not fair to everybody that spent this entire season trying to play alongside him. I was listening to the uh, the Pat Bev podcast, Patrick Beverly, and he was he's been traded mid season to the Bucks. Okay, Patrick Beverly, NBA guard, has played in a whole bunch of different cities. Defensive stopper, known for trash talk. He gets traded to the Bucks. Dame Lillard, Giannis's team, right? And that's kind of, you know, that's bringing up a problem that NC State has had to deal with. Guys going in and out of the lineup, guys, like a midseason trade is kind of the simulation of, uh, you know, Cam Woods being eligible in the middle of the year or MJ Rice coming in and out, right? He was traded in and traded out, metaphorically. Do you know what the conversation that Pat Bev said he had with Dame Lillard? He, he said, uh, he went to Dame and he was like, hey man, those 40-footers you shoot in crunch time, those 40-footers, those deep threes you want to shoot in the playoffs, shoot them now. He was like, if, if that's your game, shoot them now. He's like, not because you need to learn how to shoot a 40-footer, because I need to learn how to rebound a 40-footer. I need to learn uh, you know, where I should be on offense to give you an outlet if you don't. Like, you have to do what you do so I can get used to, to finding a way to be effective around what you do. And, and Dame was like, all right, cool. And, and Pat Bev went into, you know, uh, uh, Kawhi and Paul George when they were on the Clippers. Would shoot 16 shots during the regular season. Then in the postseason, they'd take 26 shots. He's like, all these role players would get mad. And he would be like, no, you don't understand. Like Kawhi and Paul George need to take 25 shots in the games that matter most. But he would have liked them to be shooting 25 shots in the regular season because then everybody else would be like, all right, this is how we play. This is how I can be effective when Kawhi's doing the things Kawhi needs to do. NC State spent a large part of their season trying to be effective alongside DJ Burns. How do I uh, make my hay when there's an offensive tackle in the post? Right? How do I make my hay when when Michael O'Connell is handling the ball because he was handling the ball for 34 minutes for a stretch? Right? They're getting used to playing alongside him. Then you rip those guys from the rotation. You're going to get a game like last night. They actually shot the ball well. Right? You, almost, you score 83 points. Almost 50% from three. Morcel, who's been down in his shooting this year for stretches, knocked him down. Uh, obviously, Jaden Taylor knocked him down. DJ Horn, not his best shooting night, but three of eight isn't bad from three. But the rotation and the defense did him in, and, and you can see why, right? Say you are completely used to having to covering, having to cover in the pick and roll for DJ Burns, who isn't able just – foot speed, to get out there and, and hedge or to get out there and, and protect the rim. So you're doing all these little things to cover up for him. Then all of a sudden you have Diara, and Diara's going, guys, stop, stay out there, right? I'm good here. I'm a better defensive big. And now even though it inherently should make the other jobs easier, it's just different and they're not used to it. Now they're doing something they haven't done, you know, for long stretches or for 35 minutes in, in months. Speaking of that defense, which, like I said, did him in, here's Kevin Keats after the game. Um, understanding the defensive uh, scouting report. Uh, no middle drives, paint touch team, not a very good three-point shooting team. We held those guys to um, to five, which, which is right around, right around their average, 15 points from there, and only 11 uh, made free throws. We did a poor job of ball screen coverage and also giving up paint touches. When you look at the game, you know, 46 points in the paint. 
when you score 83 points, you should be able to come out here with a win, and, and certainly we didn't do a good job. Our defense didn't travel, and that's the tough part about today. Our defense has been pretty good on the road thus far, and tonight we didn't do it. That's not the first time this year you've, you've heard the postgame story be we didn't execute the scouting report. It's one thing to get beat by you know a hot player or a team catching fire. It's another thing to know what they do best and let them do what they do best when your scouting report, your game plan was don't let them do what they do best. Maybe, and by the way, you never know Maybe the, the coaches didn't communicate the scouting report well. Maybe it wasn't emphasized. Maybe the players didn't execute. By the sound of Kevin Keats' voice, I think he was yelling at him quite, quite He was shouting some things, so maybe it was on the players this time. Like you said, it's not the first time that we've heard that. Even recently, I think it was the, the Syracuse game. Uh, it was when when Bell went nuts from three. Yeah. It's he had like, eight threes in the first half, and then after the game, they're like, well, the scouting report said he's a shooter. And Keats even said, I had a reshow on the scouting report at halftime. And and he had zero points in the second half. Yeah. Uh, it's not the first time that, yeah, exactly. They're re, re-going over the scouting report halfway or sometimes two-thirds of the way through a game. Not going to win much. That rotation, that, that, that maybe lack of attention to detail, if it's scouting report stuff, you know, you play a team like Florida State, it's going to be very, very tough to win. Better figure all that out by the ACC tournament if you're going to shock the world. Figure it out in a hurry. Kane squeaked one out against Minnesota last night. It proved two different cliches 100% correct. One, get shots on goal, right? Get pucks on net. Two, keep your eye on the puck. Both completely true as proven by the game winner from Stefan Nason. You missed it. Stefan Nason uh, pretty much caught one between the eyebrows and headbutted it into the, <laughs> into the goal and got the win. Nice header. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Nice header. Uh, yeah, hit him right on his visor. Yep. Right on the visor, so right he, into the net. Here's what I thought we'd do. I thought we'd go through the three the three goals. They sco- They won three to two. Mm-hmm. You give up two, solid performance by your, your, your defense, right? Just very Keynes-like on defense. Kochekov made, again, some impressive saves. He was good last night. You can see his confidence growing week by week by week. Um, But I want to go through the three goals and just prove how last night, like, proved true the, the emphasis that we had put on getting more shots up. Right, getting more shots on goal, not being too precious with your 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 possession. Right, not always wanting to make them one more pass, looking for the perfect shot. Sometimes, if if you right, if you're a forward, if you're a wing, if you're a center, and you're up there and and you have a look at it, pull the trigger, because good things will happen. First, Slavin puts in a shot. Right now, not even you don't even have to be a a, a forward. Slavin lets one rip, hits Martinuk square. Like, this was not a glancing show. This was not a ricochet. This was hits him square. Uh, obviously not what he intended, but it was a shot attempt. Martin Nook takes a shot attempt. Stall stumbles into it, cleans it up. Kind of a weak backhand. Goal. Good things happen when you cause chaos right in front of the goal you're trying to score on. And I that was actually an unintentional cause chaos. Uh, but, hey, we'll, we'll pretend I tried to do that. It worked. Good things happen when you just talk about the things that the, the team wants you to talk about, and sometimes you stumble into their little catchphrase, cause chaos. That goal doesn't happen 
without slaving pulling the trigger on the shot from distance. Right? If he would have been waiting around till he had the perfect angle, or if he would have been waiting around trying to move the puck, trying to set somebody up with the perfect pass, that goal doesn't happen. Second goal, there's a little less. This one is the least like uh, proving true of our theory. Um, but Svech, you know, maybe it's a lesson of like you know, run more possessions like the clock's winding down, right? Clock's winding down into the period. Uh, Svech gets set up pulls the trigger on a shot, miss hits it a bit. It actually isn't even, you know, on on line to go in the goal, but he catches the skate of the goalie and it squeaks in for the goal. That is a a definition of you know, maybe you should take that shot more often, right? Maybe you should be that aggressive as a unit on uh, on the attack more often as if the clock were winding down. Right? It's it's very easy to to pull the trigger on a shot when it's like, you know what? I have to, right? There's only six seconds left. It's no different than basketball, right? I, I have four threes. They were all with the shot clock expiring. Yeah, well, you made three of them. Maybe you should take more, right? It, it's have that mindset moving forward. And then there's the last one. Jack Drury finds himself near the front of the goal. I wouldn't say he has the best look in the world, but he tries to be perfect with the placement as he should. Hits the blocker, right? Nice save. Bo- uh, puck ricochets up. Stefan Nason's face is involved with the contact. And it goes in the net for the goal, which proves to be the game winner. Mm-hmm. You need to get shots on goal. Good things happen. I wouldn't say last night was their their best offensive performance. I wouldn't say they had any anything super special working. This was not a Space Jam, Michael's Secret Stuff moment where they were all playing really, really well. But they scored three times. And, and it was a workmanlike three times, but they scored three times. And that's all they needed in that game. Right? There, there have been a couple games recently where – you know, one goal, two goals, essentially no goals. Like, they just need to get shots on goal. And it, and it started early. And, and by the way, we weren't the only one saying it. I know we did say it, but Rod Brindamore was saying it, right? Stop trying to always be in the highlight film and, and just go get shots on goal. Carolina, at the first media timeout, I love this tweet from uh, Walt, uh, Walt Ruff because he was obviously tracking the same things we're tracking. Um Carolina had a 5-0 shot advantage at the first media timeout. Yep. Score was 0-0. I loved it, right? That's just – that's a stat where it's like keep doing it, good things will happen, right? Just just give it time, just like Novocaine always works. Keep shooting, keep shooting, and then obviously defense, keep doing what you're doing, right? Keep preventing shot opportunities, but that's never going to change. <laughs> so, so, like, keep firing away, good things will happen, and sure enough – that's exactly what happened. I saw, the, the, you know, social media is a weird place, right? Uh, the other day, and this is what it, this is what popped in, like the analogy that popped into my brain. The other day, I'm scrolling through Twitter, looking for, you know, whatever Panther stuff, Kane stuff. It's what I do, and all of a sudden, and I don't know why the algorithms thought I would like this video, uh, but it was a guy, and I'm sure some of you have gotten this one also because it's, you know, had a bajillion trillion views. A guy cut down a tree from like 30 feet high like he cut the tree in half like 30 feet high from the ground with a slingshot 
He was just picking up rocks or pebbles or whatever he could find. Maybe he had pellets. I don't know. And he was firing the slingshot at the tree. And this tree was probably a foot around. And it was a chip, a chip, a chip. And he just kept firing at this tree. And eventually, the whole top of the tree fell off. He cut the tree in half with a slingshot. I want the Canes to think of the goal like that tree. Keep firing, right? A chip, a chip. A chip, it may feel like you're not making any progress. You may have a 5-0 shot advantage and have a 0-0 game, and you're like, I don't know. I don't know if this tree is going to fall. With time, enough shots, enough firing away and firing away and firing away, eventually you're going to pop one off of Stefan Nason's face, and the tree's going to fall down. Maybe not that specific, but eventually it's it's going to you know ricochet off the, the blocker. It's just going to end up on the stick of Jarvis, or it's going to end up on the on – uh, you know, the far side with, with stall flipping a backhand. And it's going to be enough. But but the only way you get there is if you keep shooting and you keep shooting and you keep shooting and you're not too precious and you're not waiting for the perfect shot. You have to keep firing. And I'm glad that they've figured this out kind of at this point in the schedule, right at this point in the season, because you can. there's still plenty of time to to fix it and get in that rhythm. There's going to be a postseason game where they're mm-hmm. out shooting 12-1, but they're down 0-1. And you have to keep that same idea of, no, keep playing the way we're playing. Keep firing. We'll we'll find the net eventually. And if not, we'll get lucky. Here's Rod Brindamore on those bounces going their way for the goals. Well, we needed to get some of those. We haven't had any for forever. So that that's, you know, that was nice to see. So I mean, they all eventually it's, they kind of even out, supposedly. So we're, we're, I think we're still due a few more of those. So, uh, but we'll take it. It's, it's like breaks going your way. You create your own breaks. Oh, we haven't had many of those going our way recently because you haven't been taking enough shots recently. You make your luck. You make your luck. Isn't it funny how the good teams are always lucky? If, if you shoot twice as often, you'll get twice as many breaks.